1: What should happen with the Me Too campaign to expose sexual harassment now that Al Franken has said he will leave the Senate? For comment, we turn to Joan Walsh. Of course, she's National Affairs Correspondent for the Nation and author of the book, What's the Matter with White People? Joan, welcome back. So we should just say we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon. We do not yet have Alabama results, so we don't know what's going to uh, happen with the Roy Moore. You have been a big fan of Al Franken, and and so have I. Now he said he will leave the Senate after a large group of his female colleagues there called on him to step down, including uh, Kristen Gillibrand of New York. Uh,
2: Let's just back up a little bit. Sure. I mean, I adore Al Franken, and I also adore Kristen Gillibrand. I was tortured about Senator Franken having to resign, I did reluctantly come over to the he should resign side after the eighth allegation, even though I think we talked about this already, all eight allegations or, you know, at least the early ones, they all had something a little bit off with them. But when you get to eight, you, will, you may well go up from eight, right? So he did what he did. And a lot of us are sad. So that's where we were as of Uh, Let's say Monday night. And I was on Twitter all weekend. I know our listeners know I'm a, you know, Twitter pugilist. And I just got drawn into this fight to defend Senator Gillibrand because I don't even know if I think Senator Franken had to resign. But I, I do know that it's wrong to blame the woman. And there just seemed like some kind of toxic misogyny that was coming at her, even from women, I'm sorry to say. All that was happening, and I was trying to write about that. It was like, you know, riding a horse or something that, that, that's just getting away from you. And then I woke up this morning, and Donald Trump had come after Senator Gillibrand, who did say, belatedly in my opinion, that, you know, Senator Franken had to resign. Well, yeah, President Trump should too. Men have said that. Three out of, three out of the four senators who said that were men and he picked Senator Gillibrand, and he basically accused her of, I don't know, I've been hearing the word slut-shaming on TV today, which, you know, isn't really a word you hear on TV. He basically said that she would do anything for, to get money from him, which sounded like prostitution.
1: But there was a second uh, fascinating thing that happened on Tuesday, which was the New York Times ran an op-ed piece by Zephyr Teachout called, I'm Not Convinced Franken Should Quit?, Arguing that we really need due process to adjudicate these charges, some of which, as you said, are uh, not uh, completely convincing. What did you think of Zephyr Teachout's argument? She's not convinced Franken should quit.
2: Like I said, I have swung back and forth on this one more than anything I think in my in my history as a you know card-carrying pundit. Um, and I love <laughs> Zephyr's piece, and I think Zephyr you know put out there what what was missing in the last month and you know and this indicts democrats as well as republicans i don't do the both sides thing very much as you know john mm-hmm. but it what what really happened um i think in the last few months is that many institutions including congress were caught unready for this me too moment and congress did not have a credible believable transparent way of calling people, calling their members to account for sexual harassment or abuse charges. Um, you and I talked about this about the Office of Compliance, yes. whatever that means, <laughs> yes. a couple of weeks ago. It's a joke. Women had to go for essentially counseling for four weeks. There was a real failure to prepare the institution for what was coming. And, you know, I think that Senator Franken was actually a victim of that failure. You know, he was part of it. He's been in the Senate for whatever it is, you know, seven years. Yeah. Um, He could have made that his issue too. But a lot of people are, you know, caught up in it, especially the people who run the House and Senate who are Republicans. But there was no – there is and was no really credible way for a senator to ask for an ethics investigation and for their constituents or journalists or other members of Congress to say, well, yes, we will give you that, and it will be really serious, fair but serious. And so I feel like Zephyr Teachout, uh, who is so brilliant – Put out there what should have been in place all along, uh, we should know what it is women, men, uh, victims, the accused should know what it is, they should know what where they're going, and it should happen within thirty days and that you know she added that piece, and even though I did as we have discussed belatedly say I thought that Senator franken had to had to resign the way he did i felt like Zephyr had, you know, created this new way of looking at everything that should have been created years ago.
1: So if we say Al Franken deserves a due process before he is uh, excluded from the Senate, shouldn't we say the same thing about Roy Moore in Alabama? We are uh, we're, With Roy Moore, we say, I believe the women. What is there any difference between these two cases?
2: Oh, absolutely, because Roy Moore is up for election as we speak. You know, Al Franken would not have been until I think 2020, right? He was yeah. he was reelected overwhelmingly in 2014. You know, and I do feel bad about taking my puny voice, diminishing the voice of Minnesotans who want to stand behind Al Franken. But there's no comparison. Roy Moore is up for election. I say believe the women. He says don't. His wife says don't. His wife also said that they don't hate Jews because they have a Jew as a lawyer.
1: Let me just just explain for those who don't don't know what we're talking (laughs) about. The final Roy Moore rally in Alabama, his wife for some reason decided to say we have a lawyer who's a Jew and therefore we couldn't possibly be anti-Semites. This was her idea to bring this up as the closing argument of the Roy Moore campaign. Kind of an interesting approach. You mentioned the great state of Minnesota. I, of course, am from St. Paul. I, I just want to note that one of the leading Republicans of Minnesota, Arnie Carlson, who was governor of Minnesota for eight years uh, in the 90s, has also said that Al Franken should continue to serve until there has been due process that has found him guilty of these uh, charges. Arnie Carlson, Republican, former Republican governor of Minnesota, says uh, Al Franken was elected by the people and he should continue to serve until a legal determination has b- been made that he is unfit to serve. Al Franken has said he is resigning. What exactly will that accomplish? Will it win Republican women to vote for Democrats next November in the midterm elections because the Democrats believe the women and the Republicans don't? What will it accomplish?
2: I'm not sure, John. As I've said, as you know, I've gone back and forth on this. But I guess this is what this is where I came down last week when he resigned. And that is the resistance to Donald Trump is powered by the anger and grief of women. The, the thing that bothered me about Kirsten Gillibrand, and you know I wrote about this in The Nation, if you're all going to call for Franken to resign, you better call for investigations of Donald Trump. And voila, that has happened in the last week, not because I said it, but because it needed to happen. But I think that what I felt as a feminist, an Al Franken supporter, a progressive, as I have had to debate this, either with my friends, on social media, on television, on radio, on podcasts, is if you have to explain away eight different accusations, you're losing And there was something wrong with every single accusation, but there were eight. And so I felt the day that he resigned and the day before, even though his resignation made me really sad, was that one person cannot stand in the way of the reckoning with what women have suffered all of these years, and also with the reckoning that is bringing our voices and our complaints to the forefront. And I feel like that is kind of where he got to, although he was also very defensive. And even though he seemed to acknowledge some of the, uh, at least the pain he caused in his resignation statement, he, he was defiant and he didn't admit anything. Something happened in at least a few of those cases. I would be happy if he decide, if Mark Dayton makes a mistake and appoints a caretaker, which I think is such a wimpy, democratic terrible. thing.
1: Terrible. A terrible idea.
2: Terrible idea. And also a wimpy, due process, we try to play fair, democratic idea, which, you know, we've got to get over that. If Dayton does that and appoints somebody who won't run and can't win to Franken's seat, I would probably send Al Franken some money next week because he should run again. But if... Indeed, he he appoints a decent woman who wants to run again. I don't know, John. I'm sad about it, but something's happened, and I, I you know I think that forcing his female colleagues to defend him and get into the nitty gritty about were his hands really on Leanne Tweeden's breasts or were they just shadows? Was it just a joke? I don't know. We can't. I don't think we have the time to go there and argue all eight cases and defend all eight cases when there were eight and there might've been 18.
1: Well, Minnesota certainly has some qualified people, many women who who can replace Al Franken. Uh, one of the most interesting to me is the representative in the Congress of my hometown of St. Paul, Betty McCollum, who has a piece at the nation.com this week. She's a terrific person I'm not sure she would want to run for the Senate statewide. That is a big thing to do when you have a safe House seat. And, of course, if they weren't going to appoint a woman, they could appoint Keith Ellison, who's certainly the most prominent uh, House member from from Minnesota. But there are many qualified, energetic, and talented progressive Democrats who could take this seat. Let, let's note just in passing here that Al Franken was a, was a very effective advocate for women and women's issues for the last uh, seven years.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why it's heartbreaking.
1: So this doesn't end with Franken's departure. It begins. That's what Joan Walsh says. You can read her at thenation.com, including her article, Now that Al Franken is Gone, Democrats Need to Hold Hearings on Trump. Joan, thanks so much for talking with us today. As you've said, this is a moving target, and I'm sure we'll be coming back to you in the coming weeks. I look forward to it, John. Thank you.